Okay, folks, uh, very good morning. Shall we make a start this morning? Um, very warm welcome to uh, the Thomas Risley um, Church mm -hmm. Gathering and Service on Sunday the 24th of May. In what we're thinking at the moment is the interim normal. That's not like it used to be, fairly obviously, and not like it's going to be, so we're told in the future. But uh, for, for now, it's us, and it's great that we can be here, and a very warm welcome to everybody. Uh, I'm Dave Grimshaw, uh, so I'm just the uh, introducer and uh, closer, uh, as it were, today. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, the people who are organisationally and technically uh, behind what happens in the next half hour or so. Um, that's not putting a limit on it or a, a target on it. Um, a lot of work goes on behind the scenes just so that we can all join in on a Sunday morning and see each other as little squares or jumping about or whatever. So thank you to everyone who's done that. Um, our service today is led by Steve Earhart, who's uh, one of our elders team and is also the church secretary. Uh, no, you're not going to put me off, Steve. <laughs> uh, Steve likes to pretend that, um, uh, that he's, it's a surprise to him because it's the duty elder's uh, uh, job to, to produce an emergency sermon, which I... No, I don't. Anyway. Um, so just uh, as a reminder to everyone, I think we're all fairly used to it now, uh, that we people are joining on a variety of devices. <laughs> uh, we can see some people. Some people are joining by smartphone, non-smartphone. Uh, some very smart people are joining on a landline and things like that. We're also going out on a, a YouTube stream and uh, a, a short while after the service, a lightly edited version of it is also available on YouTube. Um, so just to let you know that. Uh, Andy Cam is running things technically uh, as the service goes on. And so uh, he will be muting uh, people like me if I overstay my welcome on a microphone. Various people will join in. Uh, they know who they are on the order of service. There is one uh, for the things like the Bible readings and the prayers and things like that. If you're not um, actually participating in the service, uh, please uh, keep yourself muted if you can. Uh, that will help. Uh, at the end, the, the normal rules uh, don't apply when the service is coming to an end, but we'll get to that when we can. So, as I say, very warm welcome to everyone. Uh, and we're led by uh, Steve Earhart, and I'll hand over to Steve now. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Morning, everybody. Um, great to be here with you all this morning. Uh, great that we can continue to meet, as Dave says, in this interim normal. Um, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about um, the future normal, although there's not a lot to say yet. Uh, or about how things might progress over the next um, few weeks and months. Um, but to start, just to say that on Thursday, it was Ascension Day, um, the day we celebrate Jesus ascending to heaven. Um, uh, and that's really a part of the Bible or a story from the Bible. It's not a story, it's not the right word, but a part of the Bible that I've... I've never really, I mean, never really sort of understood the importance, I guess, of, of Ascension. Um, and I, I've been obviously doing quite a bit of research for this morning and would like to pass on a few of the things that I've learnt. Um, but one of the things that I learnt was uh, was uh, very recently, as, as we started the survey or just before we started the service this morning, um, 
Andy helped helped a little bit by telling me a little bit about what what another thing about Ascension Day that I hadn't really picked up. Um, and one of the things about Ascension that, that we might not have all realised is that Ascension was the day when Jesus started working from home. So uh, very relevant to all of us at the moment. Uh, right. So um, before we get into um, the Bible readings and, and thinking about um, Ascension in a little bit more detail, I want to try and show a video. Now, apologies, I don't know if this will work. We've I, I did try it this morning with just a couple of people on, on and it seemed to work okay. Um, hopefully it'll work. I recognise there's a couple of people on the phone that won't be able to see the won't be able to see the pictures. Um, apologies to you. It's it's only about ninety seconds long. Um, it's been um, put together by Helen and Erin uh, Bennett, and it shows some of the things that we've been doing um, as church so far during the lockdown. So some of this sort of this this normal that we're in at the moment um, and it includes photos of some of our eight by eight church services, some photos of the flowers at Mother's Day, of Easter, of VA Day, um, of the food pantry, of our social media and, and a few other things. So I'll, if you bear, me, bear with me for a minute, a few seconds, I'll, I'll try and show the video. And in the meantime, because I think, you know, it, it's going to be a period of time of a period of adjustment over a period of time where things will change so I think you know just wanted to ask really everybody if you've got ideas about things that we shouldn't lose that we've that we've been doing over this period of time things that we shouldn't go back to things that we could do now whilst we are being church in this interim normal um you know how we can be church together how we can support each other how we can serve our community all of those things it would be great to hear them so I think it would be good now for us to pray briefly together so let's pray father as we meet in fellowship this morning and through the week we pray that with our minds we will grow in understanding of you with our hearts we will remain strong in you with our lips we will praise sing and speak of your love with our hands, we will serve faithfully, and with our feet, we will continue our journey with you. May all of our being be totally committed to you and to all that you offer through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm now going to invite David and Rona to bring us the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom and power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. 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 Thank you. Um, it's time for birthdays. Is that you, Dave? 
It is indeed, yeah. So this is the time where, uh, this is the thing that carries on as normal, okay? okay? Everything else is reshaped, but this is normal. If you've got a birthday or you know somebody who's having a birthday or about to have a birthday, this is the time where you don't dob them in, you just share, and we all celebrate that fact. So can you raise your hand and wave if you're having a birthday this about now or you know of somebody who is? I'm looking. Apparently not. Nobody. Right. <laughs> we'll get away with that one day. Thank you. So let's invite uh, Brian to bring us our first Bible reading. Thank you, Steve. Uh, the first reading is Acts chapter 1, verses 6 to 14. Then they gathered round him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you is in heaven. We'll come back into the, in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Matthias chosen to replace Jesus. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brothers. Amen. The second reading is 1 Peter 4, verses 12 to 14, and 5, verses 6 to 11. Suffering for being a Christian. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. 
and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will restore to you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. To him be the power for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Brian, and thanks, Sue. So that first reading this morning was from Acts, and that was about Jesus' ascension. Um, so we'll talk about that first. Um, and I think the first thing, I need to make a bit of an admission, so that every, just about every time I've heard or read that story in the past, I've always wondered, why did Jesus need a cloud to go to heaven? Why did he go to heaven on a cloud? And and I have to say, for the first five or six times I read the passage as we were as we were going through, as I was going through um, researching for this morning, I still read that Jesus rode to heaven on a cloud. And it was about the fifth or sixth time that I actually read it and realised it doesn't say that at all. What it says is he ascended to heaven and he was hidden by a cloud. Um, so all this time I've been imagining this little cloud coming down from heaven Jesus standing on it like a little lift and it rising back up there um, like some sort of ethereal lift, you know, and just the top floor, please. Um, so so I, I can't I can't believe how many times I must have read that passage and just read what I thought was what I thought it said rather than what it actually said. Um so the cloud, for anybody else who, and I'm, and I'm probably on my own in this, but anybody else who thought the cloud was a method of transport, it wasn't. It was, there was a cloud there, and Jesus sort of disappeared into the clouds as he ascended. It wasn't that. Uh, it wasn't a little cloud that he rode up on. Having said that, I think that it's probably, it, it's not really the mode of transport that we need to take away. That that's not really the message that we need from from the passages this morning. Um, there were a couple of a couple of key points for me that I think that I took away from, from reading these passages uh, and researching these passages. I think I think one important point was that when Jesus ascended, he ascended with his body. So he ascended alive. He didn't ascend as a ghost or or dead it wasn't like a dead body that floated up it wasn't he wasn't a ghost he was alive and is alive um and i think i guess that sort of draws the easter story to a close that that sort of resurrection story that once jesus is resurrected he stayed resurrected he remains alive um I do sometimes think it might have been useful if that cloud was a lift and that, you know, every now and again, he could pop back down, get back on the little cloud, pop back down and say, you're getting this wrong. Do it this way, do it that way and then pop back up. But I guess if he if he had to come down every time we got stuff wrong, um, there'd be a lot of wear and tear on that little cloud lift. Um, he'd be up and down like a yo-yo. Um, but I do think that that is one important point that we take away, not the cloud lift, but that that Jesus ascended to heaven alive in his body. The other takeaway, and probably the, the more important takeaway, I think, for me, is almost not what it says about Jesus. Jesus is the 
absolutely the why and and he is you know the life and the truth and everything but it, it's what it says about us as well so you know that story you know the opening words that brian mentioned there the first thing you know just just before jesus ascends the his disciples are saying to him so now is it now that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel is it now that you're going to come you know I think they've got this picture of Jesus you know I think that perhaps some people were a bit disappointed maybe when Jesus died and they thought that he'd lost and and then he's come back to life and and I think again people are still thinking he's here to you know to come back with a big army and to fight for us and you know and 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 whilst that's true in many ways the important thing is that we have a role here. You know, what he says is, don't worry about the time. That's none of your business. The timing is in, is, is in God's hands. That's not for us to worry about. Um, <clears throat> the thing that's important for us is that Jesus says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to, you know, you're going to get the Holy Spirit and you're going to be empowered and, um, and that once you receive the Holy Spirit, once we receive the Holy Spirit, we will be his witnesses all over the world. Now, of course, this isn't the first time in the Bible that it tells us that we need to be witness to Jesus. There's there's the Great Commission uh, that says, you know, the, or the passage that we call the Great Commission, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and surely i am always i'm with you always to the very end of the age so you know that that message is is repeated there as as jesus ascends um and we know that we've got that that hope and that reassurance that Jesus is alive. Um, I think ultimately, it's it's up to us how we respond to the call um, and how we respond to that mission. You know, we can think, well, I haven't been a Christian long enough, or I don't know the Bible well enough. What if somebody says? What if somebody asks me a question that I can't answer? Um, what if I'm short of time? I'm busy with my job, my family, my whatever. Um, well, let's remember that that it's it, it's not just perfect people that Jesus is calling to share the gospel. He's, he's calling on all of us, the imperfect people. Uh, well, you might be perfect people, but I'm an imperfect person. Um, I think... The ascension story, in particular, over over the the Great Commission, for example, um, calls us to be in partnership with Jesus. So, so the Great Commission is sort of you you know you go off and do this, which is absolutely important. But as Jesus is ascending, he's not just saying you go off and do this on your own. He's saying, you know, you go off and do this, um, but you know, you know that. We know that Jesus. We know that Jesus was resurrected, and that death can be defeated. We know that Jesus is is still alive now. He he ascended 
alive and we know that he's still there looking out for us. We know that that the gift of the Holy Spirit has been sent and it empowers us and and gives us the strength to, to do God's work. We know that when the time comes, we're invited to join him in heaven. Um, however we ascend, whether we get that lift or the stairway or whatever it is. Um, and now it's up to us. How are we going to use that knowledge and that hope and that uh, all of those things? So, so it's not how do we how do we go off and do that great commission on our own, but how do we go off and, and do that great commission in partnership with Jesus, with all that knowledge and hope that we've got there? And then I think the second reading then takes us another step further. Um, or, or perhaps more accurately, it gives us a bit more reassurance. Um, and it says that <clears throat> that we should know that just because we go through difficult times in our life um, doesn't mean that God's given up on us. Uh, sometimes, like now, we all seem to be going through a difficult time together. Sometimes we feel that we're on our own in that. Sometimes we feel that you know, we're suffering and sometimes perhaps we might think, well, why have we been singled out for so much pain, so much difficulty? And and I guess for some people, both of those things might be true at the moment. You know, we might be going through everything together, plus going through things on our own as well. Um, and what that second passage says is, you're not, it, it's not, it, it, it will pass. God is still there. God is still looking out for us. <clears throat> there's obviously a lot of people at the moment going through a difficult, a difficult time where, you know, we would all love to be in church this morning together. We would love to be able to hug each other and have a nice cup of coffee after the service. We'd love to be able to chat about all of the places we're going to go and are going. I mean, we, we were due to go on holiday today. Um, but, you know, as a church and as Christians, and as followers of Christ, all of these challenges are presenting us with opportunities to think about what we are and how we are as church together, how we meet together, how we worship together, how we look after each other, how we serve our community. Um, and, and that video that I completely failed to show you shows some of the things that we've been doing as church over the last few weeks. Um, and there's loads of really great stuff in there. So, and you know, as as we move as we move forward, there'll be other opportunities for us to do lots of great great things. And even when this current um, COVID crisis is over, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later, um, there will still be people suffering. There'll be people suffering in our community. There'll be people suffering all over the world. There'll be people with difficulties. So we will still have all of those opportunities to be church together to to work together to support each other, to support our community, to support the world. Um, and, and I think so that that really is the sort of, as I've been researching those passages over the last week or two, those are the couple of takeaways really for me. So I think the, the too long didn't read or fell asleep two minutes in is that the ascension 
is a reminder to us all that we are the body of Christ. We've got the hope and the reassurance given by the death and resurrection of Jesus with the empowerment of God's Holy Spirit. And God does have a plan for us all and he will make us all strong and whole again. Amen. I'd like to invite Malcolm now to bring us our prayers for the local community and wider world. Let us pray. Lord, we give thanks that as a church family, we can meet with you from the safety and comfort of our homes. Staying in and remembering how Jesus told the disciples to stay put in Jerusalem and to wait for the Holy Spirit. When your son ascended to heaven, your disciples were looking up into the skies in amazement. We look up to the skies, Lord, in amazement right now. And we look how clear the skies have become. And we give thanks that we have our faith and also for the reduction in pollution in your world. In a time where we see so few planes in the skies, we pray for all those who have been bereaved and affected in the Pakistan airline disaster so soon after flights were resumed. And as we come to the end of Mental Health Awareness Week, we pray for all those who are burdened and anxious with mental health issues. Many who were suffering before COVID-19. Many more suffering since with anxiety, depression, worrying about their work, their families, health situations and what the future will bring. And we pray, Lord, that they don't suffer in silence during these difficult times. We pray also for those working as support workers, for carers and their families who worry about the difficult situations they face on a daily basis. We pray, Lord, for your guidance, for our governments and leaders, for our Minister Jenny and our Birchwood Church leaders, for our elders and all who work in our church, and for your work that's ongoing in the community and in the wider world. We pray for countries who are struggling and come to terms with COVID-19. And we give thanks that we've been able to support in some small way. We pray for our brothers and sisters who've always worshipped you from confinement behind closed doors for fear of persecution and death. We lift before you, Lord, all frontline workers NHS, transport and retail services, emergency services and police. But we remember also all those on ships around the world who are unable to disembark, but they keep us supplied with goods. And this week might be the last time that people clap for carers. But Lord, we keep them in our prayers every single day. At this bank holiday time, many would be going away on holiday. We pray that people observe the restrictions in place. And we offer our prayers for all who've lost their jobs and livelihood, as travel and holiday companies are faced with bankruptcy. 
We pray for all who are on their own. That you are there with them, Lord, for the frail and the weak. And we lift before you now those who we know from our own community and from our church who are suffering. We pray also for the bereaved, that they will feel your love at this difficult and lonely time. And remembering also the funeral and crematorium staff who have had to deal with grief in such difficult circumstances. We pray for parents who are anxious about whether their children should return to school. And for the teachers and staff who also are anxious. But Lord, we give thanks for all the good news. For the families who are spending more time with their children than ever before. And for their newfound skills as they work and play at home together. And we give thanks for the good news that scientists and other people are working on a vaccine. We pray for those who volunteer to have it tested on themselves. We give thanks that the number of cases is reducing. But Lord, we also pray for those who already feel that this is all over, who don't listen to the news and advice, and who think it's fake news. Finally, Lord, we pray for ourselves, and we give thanks for all that you've given to every one of us without asking for anything in return other than knowing you more and sharing your love with others. In your precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Malcolm. Can I invite Dave to lead us in grace? Uh, Uh, And now we have the madness, so uh, you can choose to um, unmute or uh, stay muted as you wish (laughs) if you just say the grace together. And after this, uh, tea and coffee will be available in your own homes. (laughs) (laughs) So we say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Amen. 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 Amen.